Welcome to the show. Now, sport provides us with unscripted moments of drama that continue to draw big audiences. There's no substitute for live sport in terms of broad appeal. And for example, in the US, the top 10 telecasts of 2020, as rated by Nielsen, included only two non-sport broadcasts. And for sports broadcasters and production companies, the pandemic has meant a singular focus on innovating the experience of one user, the at-home fan. Remote production has become synonymous with the pursuit of innovation in the sports broadcast sector during this period. Yeah, and on today's show, we're welcoming back someone we've been chatting to for at least the last 10 years. But since we spoke last year, his company has changed slightly. We'd like you to welcome Malcolm Harlan from LiveView. Malcolm, it's good to see you again. And you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the welcome. No problem. So let's start with an update of where we are with LiveView, I guess specifically in the UK, and also how the market has changed over the past 15 months. So maybe give us some trends that you've been seeing. Yeah, great. Look, uh, it's great to be back on. Uh, hasn't it just been an interesting year? I don't think any of us would have turned the clock back 15 months ago. Oh, let's go through all this again. Um, <laughs> I think we would all have selected a different route, but but, but we are where we are. And, and it's amazing that it's a year since we talked about the, the LU800 launch. Um, and, mm -hmm. and for us, that's that's been a, a hugely successful launch in the middle of a pandemic. And, and all of the features that we, we talked about there are now... Uh, being increasingly embedded uh, in our customers' workflows, and, and it's the customers' workflows and, and the production sides that have, have changed so much in the last uh, mm. 12 or 15 months. Um, and, and, and I think the, 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 the trends are being driven by um, uh, some of the restrictions that have come from COVID. The move to remote production has, has, has been accelerated. For us, it, you know, it started in, in 2017, and, and we had broadcasters working on remote production uh, from the US, from sports, bringing it back into uh, studios here in the UK as far back as 2017. But I, I, I think the development of that in the last 12 months has gone at a pace that, that no one could have expected. Um, uh, and we, we, we're probably, it's always difficult to judge, isn't it? But we're probably two, three, five years ahead of, of where the industry probably expected to be. You know, it's, it, broadcast is, is rightly a very cautious industry. You know, content is king, single, single takes of, of live is, is all you get. So uh, technology adoption can, can be uh, slow and steady, but I, I think needs have, have really driven uh, the adoption of, of remote production. Uh, and 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 a risk that's been taken in a calculated way by broadcasters taking up the the equipment that's been been at the disposal and and if we if we look at where where we are as as a as live view as a company uh, which as you alluded to we're now part of which is great you know previously as garland and and we've been you know brought into that live view family and we're we're integrating into that now um i i, I think what we're really seeing is is that drive towards uh, remote production at studio. So the, the teams that, that perhaps would have gone to the field before, enhanced teams, uh, you know, with, with OB on site, with multiple cameramen on site, uh, and, and all of that delivery coming from site as well, has, has definitely changed. Uh, many programs now being made, not just sport, but sport's a great example, uh, but, but for entertainment programs, for example, as well. 
the the teams that that would have been on site are now at studio and they are producing multiple camera feeds coming back uh, and the LU 800s lent itself to that directly with four live camera feeds coming back in 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 low delay uh, and and then those programs are being made in uh, in in edit suites and production suites at studio I, I think then the, the step that's really come in the last year is because of that distributed working environment, many people you know, working from home, we talked about that you know, just at the start of the call, um, it has to be seamless for people working at home as well. So that lift into cloud-based workflows, I think, has, has, has been a, a really strong move. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, live view, live view feeds coming from a venue, moving into the cloud, being handed off to production in the cloud with directors and producers um, sitting at home often rather than in their studios, doing what they would do as if they were in the studio. And then the onward delivery is made sometimes without those signals even touching the ground. Um, and that, that is, is, a, is a super shift. I don't think all the tools are there yet, and I know we're working very strongly to enhance the tools, especially for the, the, the things that were taken for granted, audio workflows, for example, when everything's been done from the studio or it's all been done on site, you've got that fantastic communication from producers, directors, cameramen, talent. Um, those are the things that need enhancing uh, in a cloud-based workflow where your audio isn't coming from a studio, it's coming through, through other routes. Um, so so I, I think those those elements have been really uh, um, encouraging, challenging and, and diverse for us. And I think we're also seeing a, a very clear move uh, to let, let's call it primary distribution moving into IP and cloud-based workflows as well. So we, we have the LiveView Matrix platform, uh, which essentially takes I almost called it a traditional live view feed that shows how long we've been doing this for a live view feed from the market from from a venue yeah. it moves into live views matrix platform which is completely cloud-based scalable um, uh, uh, to, to take feeds in and then deliver out and then those feeds are actually routed through to live view root uh, uh, clients with live view receive servers whether they're in other clouds or whether they're in uh, um, uh, galleries or data centers for th for those live view receivers to do onward delivery and that's that's gathered at a pace um, and, and i think we're seeing that shift into contribution over ip primary distribution over IP. Uh, the recent Derek Chauvin trial in, uh, in Minneapolis was a prime example of, yeah. of LiveView Matrix. There, there were feeds from the, uh, uh, the courtroom, managed at the courtroom side, and they were delivered on Matrix, and, and they, they allowed Sky, for example, to do a pop-up uh, channel specifically yeah, to cover yeah. that trial with nobody on site. Nobody needed to be available on site to do that. So lots of changes, lots of shifts, and, and all uh, challenging, but challenging in, in the right direction, technically and workflow capability and, and all of the other benefits that come with that. Mm. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the other things we noticed through, uh, because of the pandemic pretty much, was a, a drop in quality of uh, programming. So a lot of this remote stuff was done through Zoom calls or 
you know, people using their own kit at home, you'll get your laptop, but you you know, the, the audio was dodgy, the, the, the connection was dodgy, the, the, the picture was dodgy. Uh, we dealt with it, and we, we you know, um, but, uh, you know, I think people are trying to improve it and things are changing, but we want to keep some of those benefits. Have you got any insight into that from, from live? I, I think it's a really interesting point. I, 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 I cannot fault the, the response of the broadcast industry Absolutely. when Q2 arrived last year and people weren't moving around uh, you couldn't you couldn't do face-to-face -face interviews so uh, the deployment of tools like zoom teams you know whatsapp facetime yeah. uh, they became prevalent I, I think we 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 all as viewers shifted our expectation from quality to content we, we were appreciating the fact that we were yeah. getting commentaries from experts around the industry around covid and viruses that yes. we'd never uh, talked about before and, and I and I think those tools as well. You, you look at the the, the development of, of Zoom and Teams to, to to improve through that time. But I think the, the as as the year developed, what we started to see was was a desire to get those quality metrics back again. Removing the yes. dropouts, improving picture quality, um, uh, yeah. without losing that. Hey, I'm talking to somebody as if they're in the same place, and and I think what we are, what 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 we've seen and what we've driven towards, for example, with our LU Smart iOS and Android app, is yeah. getting the very low delay capability. That's really important to have have a, a, an interview that feels like it's interactive rather than stilted, and and it's fine if you're two broadcasters together, you're used to that. But if you've got a subject matter expert coming in who isn't used to being interviewed, and you've got a two second delay, that's really tough to cope with. And and so what we've done know. is we've we've looked at making sure we've got you know a second of delay, but also then taking those steps to saying actually we've got to deliver this app. The broadcaster has to deliver this app with no technical knowledge whatsoever because if you put a challenge in front of somebody who is an expert in their field but maybe has a slight technophobia or they don't want to disturb their own devices you have to be able to do it quickly so we've we've got to the point where LU smart it can be dropped into an iPhone or Android phone on a single click. You deliver a URL or you deliver a text message, one click, and you are live to the broadcaster, everything's set on the phone, and you're just in an interview mode. And that then drives the quality back up because you've got all of that very nice audio, you've got the very nice cameras that are, are, are together with an iPhone or a latest uh, Android device. Yeah. But you've also got bonding, so you're across two networks, you're on the Wi-Fi at home, you've got the cellular connection, um, and you've still got very strong audio, audio return coming through the app. And we're looking at how now to get video return back as well, so both sides can see each other. It's a, it's a different layer of the challenge, but those are the things that are going to drive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think latency was one of the big buzzwords of the of, of all of 2020, really, with everybody really, really um, noticing that and improvements being made. You, you touched on there the technical aspect there, Malcolm. I mean, what uh, sort of technical services are available from LiveView, and what's your sort of like response to that? I, 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 th I think that the 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 history of a LiveView unit in the field and a LiveView receiving server. Um, you know, it, it underpins everything we do. Very high quality edge devices, that's fine. 
uh, I think where where the evolution has come is to overlay, as you call it, service layer capabilities. And where we've looked to to develop that is 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 to to bring the ability to control devices in the field, for example. So we we have a, a we we have a um, a layer called uh, IP pipe, which is essentially a layer two IP connection. At its simplest level, it means you can control tally lights and PTZ cameras from right. your remote gallery, and therefore you have the benefit of reducing the, the the footfall in the field. You could actually set up a four camera shoot. Three of them may be PTZ cameras, or you've got one locked off, two PTZ cameras, and then one cameraman who's really doing the the you know the, the heavy lifting camera work and IP pipe enables that we have audio connect licenses which move on from the traditional point to point return audio to actually bring in a much more immersive experience intercom uh, sharing between multiple people on on an event both remote and in the field and even across multiple events so if you're bringing events together uh, which is very common now you can actually have the same audio being fed to, to multiple people in the field, cameramen talking to each other, directors talking to each other, and that it, it adds the layers of capability that you would have been really used to as, a, a, as an event management company, as a broadcaster, doing everything on site. And, 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 I, and I think all of those things will keep developing and looking at the, the, the workflows, for example, IP workflows are great, but only when they're connected together. So we've we've now uh, introduced a live you receive server that historically has always been in the cloud. We've had it for several years, but it was in our cloud. And handing off from our cloud to the client's cloud had to be the more traditional method. It might be an RTMP feed, it might be an HLS feed. What you're doing there is adding latency, and you're also re reducing the quality yeah. because you're 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 broadly transcoding into a slightly different format. Yeah. What we now have is the ability for, for a, a broadcaster, a sports production company, a media organization in their own cloud, whether it's AWS or, or you know, other clouds are available, uh, we, we, we can drop a live you receive server into the customer's cloud. That enables handoff of NDI or TS right. because you're in the same network layer really improving workflows really improving quality reducing latency and that that means we are enhancing the end-to-end -end by being a key part of that workflow and for sure we're going to add extra things like srt for example uh, both in and out of workflows because it's another heavily adopted standard for transport so as far as so now kind of getting involved uh, yeah, as in, how do how do I do it? I believe you've just launched a new subscription service. Is that Live View three hundred and sixty? I think so. Yeah, um, and this covers both hardware and software. So, who who are you aiming this at? You're absolutely right. It's called Live View three hundred and sixty. It's 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 re yeah. recently launched uh, from our side, and 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 it's aimed at uh, you know bringing together the whole of the Live View suite of, of products and capability. The the aim really is towards any customer. This is not beholden to right. a particular genre or. 
or, 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 or type of customer. It's really a customer who wants access to and to deploy the whole live view suite of, of, of products and solutions with a really clear understanding of what you're going to get, what you, what you have access to, the service level that sits around that, um, all of the licenses that you might need fixed inside an, an, an agreed cost per month, uh, an agreed term. It could be 12 months. It, it could be two years. It could be three years. Okay. It could equally suit. If you're a sports organization and your season is nine months long, what do you do with the rest of the kit when it's not there for three months? You don't want to be paying for that. So we can tailor our solution, both technically and commercially, to offer a subscription model. You, you are subscribing to something for you know, nine months a year, 11 months a year to suit your own model, or it's a full 12 month subscription, but you're in a particular area and we have two models um, we have an essential model and a premium model, which are broadly the same in terms of what you receive, but it's really targeted at making sure we have the ability at sports, let's say the sports end of the market, in the premium yeah. model with some more enhancements, and in the essential model, maybe an alternative part of the market, maybe for news, for example, or, or current affairs. Mm, so yeah, it's okay. trying to make sure we have a simple view of, of, of what the customer can can take from us, but actually equally taking it in a very simple way, a monthly subscription with everything included. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it because I was going to ask about news. Obviously, nobody knows what the next big news story is going to be. So as far as the broadcaster, they, you know, they, they, may, they may have an unprecedented demand or they, it might be a slow, a slow news week. Um, I mean, do you see the future of live use offerings moving over to this uh, subscription model? I, I, I think that's, it, it's, it's an interesting question because we, we've, we've always had some very flexible models. You know, you, you can purchase equipment, you can lease equipment, you can rent equipment for, the, for those ad hoc uh, events. I think what we're, what we're really doing here is reflecting what's What's happening not just in our own industry but also in 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 other verticals if if you look at the you know the, the software market the SaaS market you know whether it's office 365 or others you move from buying a product to subscribing to a product because actually you want that product to be yeah. fresh and up to date all the time uh, and and who would have thought that 10 years ago the car salesman who who would sell a car with as many conceivable extras that could go in with a finance package would actually never sell a car again to a customer. You engage the customer in a subscription. You look at Volvo's packages, for example, and you're effectively producing an evergreen approach to the product that the product and services that you're positioning. And, and I think we do see that as an evolution, uh, just in the same way that we see that the workflow evolutions, and it's really important that we can adapt our offering within what a customer has. And a subscription model enables that. You know, we, we're working very closely to, 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 to make sure we can fit a workflow, for example, with Grabio or Blackbird or Grass Valley as key industry players. You know, we, we recognize those industry players and we will keep enhancing those subscription offerings so the customers can expect to have everything that we bring to market within their subscription. Uh, at, at the services level, and beyond that, we we've introduced a new a, a new support layer of, of platinum support, which 
really brings another layer of capability. It's a network operations center from LiveView that's got eyes on live feeds so that if, if the team see something that's changing, we can help the customer respond to that, whether it's, you know, we can see changing SIM card environment, for example, all the way through to a platinum support package that includes accidental damage. It, it's like a, an insurance policy, you know, go compare or compare the market. What do you want? Actually, accidental <laughs> damage when you've got kit out in the field and they're in tough environments. Mm. People don't drop these things for, for, for malice. They drop them because they've, they've, they've accidentally tripped over something or they've backed into something. Yeah. Our aim is to make sure that the customer doesn't have downtime. We're going to mitigate loss here, fast replacement of units, repair of units that, that are, you know, they may be broken, but they may have been damaged accidentally. We'll replace screens and so on to keep people up and running as much as possible. So it's really trying to wrap a service to the customer in a long-term engagement, a long-term model that the, the customer gets the best from us all the time. So will the model shift? That was the primary question. Mm -hmm. I think it will. It's not going to be a revolution because we want to respond to every mm -hmm. customer that we've got, whether they traditionally CapEx things, whether they have some OPEX at the moment, whether they split between CapEx and OPEX, that's, that's fine. We, we will support customers in the way that they want to be supported, but we certainly expect that subscription model to, to evolve and, and we will evolve with that so that it becomes a primary part of our business. Yeah, I'm, one of the things that I was wondering as well, you've, you've, you've hit there on your broadcasters, solution for broadcasters, one of the things I was wondering is what about the, you know, a lot of your customers, a lot of your existing customers are one man bands, two man bands. Yeah. Does the subscription model appeal to them as well, as much as, as much as the, the broadcasters? That, that's a, that's a, it's a great question. And, and, you know, we, mm. we, we work with, with a lot of freelancers here in the UK and a lot of small production companies. I, I think the subscription model fits in certain parts. I'm not going to say it's a one size fits mm. all because that's, you know, yeah, okay. round pegs and square holes and so on. Uh, I, I think the smaller production companies, the subscription model fits really well because you get workflow, you yeah. get capability. Uh, but I, equally, we've always had lease models where a, a, a freelancer can take the unit side because they're not actually yeah. in, responsible for where that feed goes. So having something that includes support, it's a monthly fee for, for an LU800, for example, and the license that they need on their side is still there. We're not taking things away. We're not driving only into subscription. And actually this this in part is adding a layer but actually trying to make it simpler to engage with us because you know that when you select that 360 model you will get everything you need and there may be some things in there that you're not going to use as much as other things but actually you know they're there if you do need to use them you know why do i need that well for all of the things that you didn't really think about already yeah, you've experienced absolutely. Thanks, Malcolm. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Live U360 uh, pans out, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you in the near future again about it all. I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for today. Uh, yes. Please um, do check out everything on, on Live U, um, and also have a look at the Kit Plus Show website, kitplusshow.co.uk, for information on the fast approaching face to face Kit Plus Show being held at Media City this summer. Uh, finally, many thanks to Media Proxy who support Kit Plus TV. You can see them at mediaproxy.com. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.